Case Study 0027, War of the Worlds Annihilation, with longtime friend and world's sexiest intellectual, Josh Weinstein. In the wake of an alien invasion, the only hope a mother and her son have for survival lies in the discovery of an unthinkable truth. Josh. Hey, Tressa. Uh, how are you doing today? God, why do you ask me questions like that? Questions that I can I barely answer. I know, it's rough. I mean, I gotta look inside, you know? I gotta mm-hmm. think about who I am, what I wanna be, yeah. what I'm not, you know? That's fair. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, who is the man that I was supposed to be versus... Mm. whoever just ended up on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. Do you need to compose yourself for a minute? (sighs) I would say yes, but I think, you know, that that would be a lie because, like, that would be, like, trying to say that I can compose myself. Right. No, yeah. Sometimes it's just better to power through. All right. All right. I'm going to be brave. You are being brave, and I appreciate that. Thank you. No. Thank you. Thank you for thanking me. You're very welcome. (laughs) We watched a movie called War of the Worlds, colon, Annihilation. Emphasis on the colon. Colon, Ah! Annihilation. This movie came out like last week. Yeah, so this is brand it's new. Spanking new. So let's get into it. Yeah. It starts off with a couple parking in a park because that's what teenagers do when they want to make out. I fucking love it. Like mm-hmm. right off the bat, it's like here is a nod to the tropes. Yep. And it's a knowing nod, you know, it's like mm-hmm. we're all in on this goofball thing together these teenagers are played by like 30 year olds (laughs) another trope yes yeah Mm -hmm. it's great and they see a shooting star (laughs) oh that's so sweet right down on lover's lane yeah and then they see like 50 more they're like oh well obviously that's not a shooting star we need to go investigate and they do and it's got some mist or something coming out of it And they decide they need to run to the car. And he drops his keys. He drops his keys. Another trope that I enjoy. They're locked out of the car and they start coughing because there's this crazy mist. The coughing starts turning into a very realistic barfing noise, (laughs) which I hated. (laughs) We see that Earth is just being bombarded all over. By asteroids, question mark? Meteors, question mark? And then we cut to a uh, military facility where two women are freaking out. Yeah. And we get the introduction of William Baldwin. 
I watched this movie for a good 45 minutes, stopped it, went to go do some laundry, and as I was walking to the washing machine, I realized that William Baldwin is Billy Baldwin. Yeah. It took me a very long time to realize that. Yeah, one and the same. So I guess the satellites are knocked out all over the planet. They can't get a hold of anybody. It's an extinction level event, Josh. I mean, it could be. That's the threat here. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm along for the ride. Thank you. Thank you. So everyone's freaking out. They don't know what to do. It's the military because whatever. And so then they go, they cut to a school, a high school. <laughs> and the kids are putting up garbage bags. They're taping up garbage bags around the window so they don't get this mist to choke and make them barf. Yeah, I was, by the way, like, I don't know about you. I was getting like total like Red Dawn vibes from that. Oh, sure. Absolutely. You know, like right. what happens when you're in high school and you look out the window mm-hmm. and you see something coming out of the sky to attack you? It's Red right. Dawn. Yes, absolutely. But I also would not in a million years trust a teenager to securely seal up any window. <laughs> They've got garbage bags and duct tape. They're idiots. They're teenagers are idiots. I'm sorry. It's just not going to work out. Yeah, it looked in no way airtight or like it was going to no. help anything. No. There comes at the point. Ugh, I'll get to that. <laughs> so then we learn husband of one of the ladies the, at the military and the father of the son who has to seal up the windows is in the military and he's there and he's going to help stuff or something right so we have like independence day but like with a gender reversal right 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 yeah the husband's name is jetta and he's jetta did i say that right jetta i think so everyone in this movie their names were unnecessarily complicated they really were they were not common names at all which is totally fine i don't have a problem with that but every single character had wild names the son was introduced multiple different ways and then there was like an explanation of like oh this is his proper name but like this is his nickname is this at all important to the story that i know the many different ways to say this kid's name i'm gonna float this sure i think that this movie with a better edit Uh uh-huh all the same footage that's in there but less of it sure and a completely different pass for half of the um, effects shots. Mm. This could be a really fucking good movie. I agree. I mean, what do you got? War of the Worlds? Awesome. Totally. You got Annihilation? Super dope. Colon. Everybody's into that. (laughs) Everyone loves a good colon. This, no, it just didn't work because they did not put any effort into anything they just kind of threw it together here's the thing this is it's such a crime because this was a very avoidable thing they could have had an a plus movie yep they have a two hour long unwatchable movie yeah it was borderline borderline Mm, 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 mm. there are some performances you can't do anything to cut around and you just got to live with that Mm -hmm. but here's the thing When you Mm -hmm. have less of a bad performance, you have less bad performance. Wow, that's interesting how that works out. Right, exactly. Mm. And so every fucking scene has like a handshake, like, hi, nice to meet you. I just arrived here. 
Yep. Guess what? You never, ever need that. (laughs) (laughs) There is a mountain of (laughs) things that never needed to happen in this movie. Completely unnecessary. Even like things that seem like they were integral to the story never show up again. Totally. Like 100%. One of the next things that happen is they're back at some military headquarter place and they're talking about earthquakes and how the asteroids are now going underground. Right. Unfortunately, we never visit that again. Never. We never talk about earthquakes again. We never talk about them drilling underground. It made zero sense to even put that in the story and i want to know more about the mole people of this planet i mean here's the thing like to drop something like that on us and then never pay it off mm-hmm. is kind of fucked up yeah that's what i'm saying we go to jetta who is he's on the front lines there's this great big scene where all these military guys are walking into the mist which is the annihilation part of the movie. And (laughs) (laughs) you can tell because they have the annihilation sound bits in it that was really good, but was only there for five seconds. The zoomed out shot of that is of like a good hundred army dudes walking into the mist. And they didn't even hide the fact that it was the same soldier copy and pasted multiple places into the mist. (laughs) Which, delicious. I mean, here's the thing. If you're making a meta commentary mm-hmm. on bad filmmaking, yeah, uh, then it works. Then it's funny. Then it's <laughs> like, you know, you have something postmodern and there's a built-in conversation happening with these stylistic choices. I don't think, you know, it just doesn't feel like that's what's happening. Like, you know, I I feel like they wanted to make just a straightforward movie that was as good as they could make it. There are many aspects to this movie which are really quite good, including some of the effects. I totally agree. A lot of the alien robots and ships and stuff looked fantastic. When there were shots like just of ships like Mm -hmm. in space, they looked fucking Totally great. Totally agree. Uh, everything else was like a fake laser tag arena, though. <laughs> like, they, they couldn't even motivate, like, look to the left and shoot to the left. That's no. where laser beams are coming at you from. <laughs> I know. See, that's the beauty of a laser blast. You know when it's coming and which way to dodge. And they uh-huh. didn't go with that. So this is where they they introduced the robots, the tripods, Enforcement Droid Series 209 from RoboCop. There's a great set of different robots and alien ships and whatever. And everyone in Jetta's troop or whatever they call military dudes is pretty much dead. And he's there by himself. He hides in some like weird, I don't know. Oh, and then it's like, this fight scene looks like a cool 80s portrait because of lasers. The mist clears and Jedha comes out and he's like all guns blazing. He's shooting these giant robots with like a handgun. And it's like, bro, I get it. But just run away at this point. 
He's very brave. He is so brave, and that's why he's dead. Uh, he's not just fighting for his own family. Uh-huh. He's fighting for all families. Oh, my God. That's beautiful. He says that. Well, he failed. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. It's a, it's a sad commentary. Mm-hmm. It's- we go back to the military place where... His wife is his wife's name is Ash, and she finds out because she's basically watching it in real time happen. I totally appreciate the fact that she finds out and does a super ugly cry. Nobody wants to do an ugly cry on camera, and she did it, and I applaud her for it. Then we go back to the high school, and her son and his pal are looking out a window and freaking out because the robots are coming. When previously, I believe we've established that all the windows are being sealed up by teenagers, which is uh, my point. Teenagers cannot (laughs) seal windows. I feel like you're bringing something personal to the table. (laughs) Like, have you had issues with your own teenager? I mean, trying to seal a window and not doing a good job. I'm just saying that teenagers will do a half-assed job if there's a job to do. Not necessarily from personal experience, but most likely maybe. Also, like, by, side note, I mean, yeah. the son is like two years older than the mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt like the casting was a little bit weird, but I let it fly because there were so many issues that were not worth letting fly i think you know ugh, i just i'm so sad because i feel like there were genuinely good performances in this movie mm-hmm. and ones that came across like not that great that could have been shown in a better light mm-hmm. just across the board i don't know if the makers of this movie are ever going to listen to this podcast but they won't um, it's I be- fine i believe there's a very good director's cut in there somewhere <sighs> Oh, yeah. Only instead of being four hours long, it's like a half an hour long. (laughs) I mean, honestly, like a 75 minute version of this would be so good. I totally agree. I'm just trying to figure out where we are. Like at one point, Ash's brother is introduced. He's a doctor in a hospital and he's running down the halls of this hospital. and He's like helping this guy, telling this guy it's cool, telling this lady to take a breath. It's cool. It's cool. And then like he turns around, everybody is running away from him and they don't show it, but you can hear the stomping of a giant (laughs) robot coming down the hall. Uh And I don't understand how those giant robots got into the hospital is my main issue. Uh, They needed medical attention. But they're robots, I thought. Yeah, but I mean, you know, robots have feelings too. (gasps) That's so sweet. Is there any need for the doctor to be Ash's brother? Dude, she was fucking related to everyone in this movie. It was ridiculous. Right. Like, was there any need for that on any level? No, totally unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. So mom and Luke, I believe the son's name is, they run back to the house. They got to get... It's actually Luke Colley. Okay, but they call him Luke, okay? They do. And sometimes Lucas. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) (laughs) They get back to the house and she's like, just pack the essentials. If you can't live without it, bring it. Otherwise, leave it. And they run off to their separate rooms and then they come back to the kitchen together and she's wearing a tank top, a baseball cap, 
and a cargo pants, and that's how you know it's fucking serious. <laughs> By the way, the one thing that he takes from his room yeah. <laughs> is a jackknife. Yeah, it was a real close-up of that knife, and you're like, I wonder if that's going to play a part in something. Probably not. It's no. probably just, you know... <laughs> sentimental value and that's that mm-hmm, that's it and i like the fact that when we're in his room you can tell it's a teenager's room because the two posters on this wall are tilted <laughs> just sloppy work you know <laughs> yeah like was... teenagers do half-assed Thanks. everything <laughs> We cut to the doctor brother in a looted convenience store, I guess. Maybe a pharmacy. I don't know. And he finds Jello and he's sucking it out of a cup and that was gross. I don't, and maybe this is nitpicky, but it seemed like that convenience store, the fact that he went to that one means that I guess they're all completely fucking looted after about an hour of this happening. Is that realistic? Am I being nitpicky? It seems crazy to me. Look, we've been, you know, here's a timestamp for people listening to this podcast at different times. Uh, We've been living through sort of a global (laughs) crisis. What? Which one is that? And uh, yeah, like 16 different global crises. (laughs) And I haven't seen like immediate looting happen anywhere at all that police did not start to make the good guys look bad yes i agree right (laughs) he's looking for stuff who cares mom and he he got the jello he got the jello that was the important part we get to mom and luke in their giant suv driving at night luke's asleep she passes out in the middle of i don't know where And she wakes up at a start because she can't find Luke. And then it's, uh, I just feel stupid even explaining this because it's just so many, it's like, who cares? Are you worried about spoiling things down No, 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 not at all. I usually try and follow the timeline of the movie, but I don't care to. I just like to get as much info out about it, but it's so fucking boring at parts. So if you want to jump in and spoil parts wherever feel free all right well here's probably the biggest spoiler of the whole movie what's that the doctor brother Mm -hmm. meets up with a hot alien lady who's totally human right not kira knightley um and she and he are traveling and then we learn Mm -hmm. that the planet she comes from bro yeah it's called Earth. <laughs> <laughs> the entire, the entire point of these aliens was so fucking lazy. It was like, they're humans. They look human. They all speak English with American accents. I mean, I'm assuming they all I would have preferred like a Valley Girl accent or like <laughs> something like that. Yeah, like Creole or something. Something fun. (laughs) But she's just like from the Midwest. Some Creole aliens. (laughs) (laughs) At some point, Mom and uh, Luke find some guy's RV and he's like, take my RV for no reason. He doesn't really get into why. She's like, no, we want to come with you and be whatever. I don't care. But he takes 
them to the prison he works at. That's fine. It seems like it's really safe because it's a prison. But the aliens come and they're like shooting everything up. It's like, eh, just stay in the building. What's going to happen? It's a building. It's a jail. It's a prison. It was such a, okay, every choice that they made was about either showing off production value yeah, or completely falling down on the job on how bad the production value yes. happened to be at this moment in this one scene. Yes. So it's like, you know, you have like a prison and it looks like that looks real. Mm-hmm. And then you have like some just random hardware store junk for like the spaceship <laughs> that they rewire later. <laughs> Yeah, and this is like, at the end of that last scene, they throw grenades at one of these robot things, which, (laughs) love. But they got them, and they were able to, like, pull guns off of this robot guy. And I'm still confused if, like, is everything that these aliens have, is it all manned? Are they all robots? We know for sure that... Good God, give me something to work with. I don't understand... The anatomy. Yeah, it's, it's totally not. It's totally not explained. No. And it's like it's made unnecessarily complicated. Yes, absolutely. So we've got like totally human humans from planet Earth invading whatever fucking planet we're on, which maybe is also Earth, but maybe isn't. But you know how the other army guys find out she's an alien, even though she totally looks like a human that has an American accent because she has a QR code tattoo on her wrist. Is that like a QAnon like Oh my god. thing? It sounds like it. I don't know. Cuz I I feel like, you know, I, I don't want to malign the good people of QAnon unnecessarily. <laughs> no. Of course uh, not. But I I think that like barcodes and QR codes are like the mark of the beast or something. Oh, yeah, that's very, like, 90s Christian talk, too. Right. I mean, you got a little bit of Max Headroom. Mm -hmm. They had um, barcodes and Blank Reg was, like, (laughs) a radical. Do you remember that show at all? I know of it. I don't remember watching it at all. That was really good. I mean, it could have been because I was in an evangelical household and it may have been a Mark of the Devil type thing, so I don't know. Oh, I mean, maybe. It's like early 80s British production, cyberpunk, Matt Frewer, Amanda Pays. Wait, 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 wait. Are you talking about... Max Hedrum? Okay. That was British? Uh, Originally. Yeah, it's like it was conceived of in Britain. Oh, I had no idea. Okay. No, I'm totally familiar with Max Headroom. I just never watched the show. But I'm sorry. Continue, continue. Oh, I don't think I really had more to say on the topic other than that's a good show and I miss it. (laughs) (laughs) Understandable. You know what else? Here's another reference point for you. Yes. Have you watched the show Community? No, not really. Okay. So that's like a more recent 2000s show. Sure. In one of them, they make a very shitty sci-fi movie and i couldn't stop thinking about that episode throughout this whole fucking movie (laughs) every aspect of it the aliens were like recycled gingivitis monsters from a commercial (laughs) (laughs) yeah that sounds pretty much like all asylum we left william baldwin billy baldwin 
to his friends. Right, 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 right. To his intimates. Right, of course, of course, of course. We left him like a good half hour, 45 minutes ago, and I was starting to get nervous because I was afraid I would never get to see him again. But he shows up again with one of the best, stupidest lines. Well, 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 wellish. Because that's Ash's <laughs> last name. Like, he really put a lot into that. They decide they're going to, like, put... They've got a game plan now. <laughs> and so Billy has to give the titular line of, this is no longer about war. It's about annihilation. He said annihilation, everybody! Uh-huh. Uh-huh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it seemed to me... and yes. I. I I don't know. I haven't seen the production calendar, but it seemed to me that they had William Baldwin on set for one to two days. Absolutely. The most shocking thing about it is that he was in two locations. Usually when you have a... That's like one room and the room next door. Yes. <laughs> yes. And usually with the uh, asylum movies, the one they have a big name, quote unquote, it's all of their scenes are exactly one room. They won't even go to the next room. They're just like, give me 40 minutes, I'll knock this out, and then I'm gonna go to lunch and I'll, I'm peacing out. Eric Roberts is in so many of these. Really? So many of them. And he never leaves the room. He's always in one specific room the entire time. And it's great. Are any of those worth the exploration? <laughs> Well, if you really like this movie, then yes, absolutely. He was in Top Gunner. <laughs> he was in uh, Monster Island. I think he was in Dr. Death. Mm. There's a ton that I haven't seen, but those are the ones I have. Anyway. I have. I got I to gotta correct you, by the way. Oh, yes, please do. Um, William Baldwin appears in three locations if you <gasps> count the very last scene. I don't. I absolutely do not. <laughs> so for for super fans of this movie who happen to be watching the scene I'm talking about, William Baldwin is completely alone piloting one of these alien spacecrafts like back to the back to Earth, Number where two, they came from, right? To attack them with their own weapons, and it's so clearly like the cheapest graphics wrapped around, like he's in a green screen room. Oh, like it, or he absolutely is in a green screen room. I mean, he in space, he's in a green screen room. <laughs> he's gonna take out this planet all by himself because. Fuck you guys. That's why. Dude, that ending was insane. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go back to why they're invading the most unrealistic part of this movie. This other planet, this other Earth is invading because they need a cleaner Earth because their Earth is being destroyed and polluted. And we're the best option. I think what they were trying to say, mm -hmm. and I don't, I can't prove this because at no point do they pick up the thread and tease it out in any direction at all. Sure. Uh, I think that the invaders come from our planet and the planet that we're watching get invaded 
is like some better place that's not Earth. I think that you are giving this movie way too much credit. I think I'm sure you're right. <laughs> but I mean, aren't they? I mean, isn't isn't the point that, you know, it's like an environmental cautionary tale? Sure. You know, like they've clearly shot like half their locations outside or like super fun sites. So it, it's hard to believe that this is like a good environmental choice. When they show the people when uh, Billy is back on his stolen spaceship that he somehow knows how to fly to the other Earth. I mean, they just like went to Radio Shack. Right. And mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Radioshack.com because there's no physical source. They show their military and they've all got like oxygen tanks and they're all like sunken eyes. Yeah, it could be. It could be like future this Earth, but that's not as fun. You think? I feel like... Don't bum me out, Josh. Sorry, man. <laughs> so at some point, back with Luke and Ash, they have a... And Tiago. And Tiago. They got a plan where Ash and some other military dude are going to go to the missiles, and they're going to take out the mothership. So they go, but before they go, Luke gives Ash the pocket knife. And I'm wondering, like, is that significant? Is that going to show up at some point? Probably not. I mean, it doesn't seem meaningful. Yeah, you're right. It is just a pocket knife. So they get, like, Ash and this army guy, they get to these missiles, but the silos are all burning and smoking and on fire. And they're like, well, shit, we don't have any missiles now, which seems like an oversimplification of that situation they should be able to still shoot those missiles but what do i know i'm not in the army so while they're out trying to find the missiles an alien guy cyborg i don't know what they are busts into where luke and tiago are and i mean it's over for him like we <laughs> i mean it's so unimportant because you know it's just the whole thing tiago gets annihilated, disintegrated by lasers. Did they show Luke taking off with a gun or do we just assume that happened? I don't remember anymore. Well, wait, let's just let's just jump back in time. Okay. Like Tiago immediately becomes a father figure. Yes. Like within 10 seconds to Lucali, Luke, Lucas. It's the apocalypse. That's how it happens, Josh. And you know that he's a father figure mm -hmm. because he's teaching him how to shoot a gun. <laughs> yeah. How did they have all of this stuff? Like it takes place inside a prison and there's no gay sex at all. <laughs> well, it was daytime. Gay sex only takes place at night. So that's what it was. Huh. Okay. You didn't know that? I, I didn't. I didn't realize. Yeah. That's what I read once in a book. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't read. So now they come up with the new game plan, Ash does. And she's like... If we can cut through the aliens' interference, they can communicate with our drones and whatever. But that seems like a bad plan. That seems like they would take over our drones and have more weapons against us. Well, also, like, it's just, I hate when movies and TV shows do this, where, like, a character just decides that some either a technological or magical thing is possible mm -hmm. and it's immediately done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, you don't know how alien technology works. Thank you. Like, why Why would this work? 
this other planet, everyone on that planet is an American human. I'm assuming everyone's all white as well because this one woman represented the entire species. And they have this exact same technology with the exact well, same mean, coding. They're probably all white because like the tattoo for the QR code yeah. would be harder to Scan. see on darker skin. Yeah, Exactly. And that's how they figured out that's why they should do QR codes. Ash has no problems hacking into their computer because she knows their code. Okay. But before she can do that, guess what gets used to open up this robot? It's the fucking pocket knife, dude. Holy shit. You mean that was actually an important thing? Yeah. They actually showed us what was going to happen with that pocket knife. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of Jackoff's gun. I'm pretty sure it's called <laughs> Jackoff's gun. It's it's when a guy has a gun and jacks off. <laughs> this is Jackoff's gun. That's one of my favorite references, and I am forever going to call it that. Thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. So Ash, of course, succeeds and hacks into their shit, and... Now, somehow, all the aliens are attacking the mothership, which brings me to another question. Also, just like immediately. Yes. They're oh, like, 100%. they're right there. Yes. They, they were like, okay, not a problem. We will now attack our own ship. They still have not established. Are they manned by people? Are they fully robotic? Are these people given instructions through this hacking? Or is it just all... Because if it's people manning these ships, why would you attack your own ship even if it was an order from... You would be like, wait a minute, you guys. Maybe we shouldn't do that. Am I wrong? Uh, no, I think you're totally right. And, like, I don't know how all the ships work. Like, if some of them are manned and some of them are unmanned. But we had at least one that was identified as a ship full of refugees. Yes. Oh, no, it was multiples. They were, like, falling out of the mothership. It was insane <laughs> but at this point she's pretty much saved the day and then really angry military guy shows up with her doctor brother and the alien and he's like no he was helping this alien lady and billy's like bro he's cool trust me on this okay <laughs> bringing so much authenticity to how military people speak trust me on this bro it's cool and then he's like, but they're aliens. And Billy's like, whoa, they can morph into humans? You idiot. They just look like us. Yeah. We get a background story about how they retconned here and found out we had the same DNA. Bruh. And this is when the mothership starts vomiting up all the fairy ships. So, like, there's plenty of room for prequels mm -hmm. and sequels. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And in between quels. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't want to watch any of those. <laughs> no. They go so far out of their way to lay down story that doesn't get used, mm -hmm. that doesn't get explained. Well, to be fair... They showed that pocket knife multiple times before they used it. So right. I think that's one instance where they really did a good job of showing that. That was a well-established knife that existed mm -hmm. in... An excellent payoff is what that was. What you need for a piece of drama to work is unity of time 
place mm. and action. Mm -hmm. So if you know that the knife exists in this time and this place, yeah. then you can really buy its action hacking into the alien ship. <laughs> yep, 100%. So Billy changes his mind and he's like, you know what, we got to kill all these, all these aliens. Fuck this. And everyone's like, but they're refugees. It's cool. Whatever. Chill out. He says... Nobody is innocent in war. And I feel like that's not true. I don't know much about war. But aren't refugees innocent in war? Am I wrong with that? I, I think by definition. Yeah. That was, yeah. yeah I, I thought that. I wasn't sure, though. I guess one person's refugee is another <laughs> person's alien invasion. Of course. Especially if you're in the military. Right. He's also like one of four people in the military mm -hmm. that we see in this movie like that's the whole of the military yeah well they all got taken out by um alien ships they were really efficient mm -hmm. at like getting the teenagers on lover's lane yep the pentagon yep and the convenience store where the jello shots are <laughs> yep Dude, that was the movie. We pretty much went over the entire movie because the next stuff is just him traveling to this other Earth all by himself. Right. Does that take lifetimes? How long does it take to get from wherever we are to wherever he goes? Well, they established earlier on that there's some kind of wormhole that they found. So it only oh, yeah, takes yeah, like yeah. a couple of weeks for them mm -hmm. to get there to here, which means Billy's been on this ship for a few weeks. He's had time to chill out and reconsider these actions, but he's just been like pumping rage through his whole body this entire time. I mean, he could have decided to go totally rogue, mm -hmm. take the ship on a pleasure cruise. Yes. Oh, my God. He could see so many new worlds. See the rings of Saturn. Yes. Go see a different galaxy. You got a wormhole. I mean, enjoy right? it. Instead, he's going to take on an entire planet all by himself. Let me reiterate, all by him fucking self. He was the only one on that insanely huge ship. What the fuck? Apparently, you just need one person to fly it and operate whatever weaponry it has. It must have been really automatic because I don't know how he would have even known how to find that planet. Mm, lots of autopilot options. I don't know. Yeah, he just put in like um, reverse trip on Google Maps. Oh, that makes sense. That, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to our sponsor, Google Maps. <laughs> and pocket knife. <laughs> <laughs> Jello shots. Do you have any favorite lines from this movie? No, like that's the hard <laughs> thing. This is a really forgettable movie. Like even while I was watching it, it was like evaporating from my mind. Yeah, no. That, I'm going to take a second and look and see if I have any good lines that I didn't already mention because... It was forgettable. I just wanted more from it. I'll say that. Yeah. And it really, it really could have given us more by giving us less. Yes. I 100% agree. Ash, like our, our main character, mm -hmm. our, our total protagonist. Yes. I think I had the biggest problem with her performance. It was kind of aggressively not good. I, I like... Mm -hmm. When actors chew the scenery and go to 11 mm -hmm. and all of that, but there was nothing connected. Like her performance didn't connect 
to realistic world mm-hmm. that this movie was trying to present, I just, I strongly feel that with some judicious cuts, yes, her performance could have actually gotten turned around. I think that like she was shown in a bad light because there's so much dead air mm-hmm. throughout this movie. I think also that if everyone else were putting as much into it as she was, it would have made more sense to me. Yeah, nobody's energy matched anyone Mm-mm. else's energy. No. William Baldwin was like, hey, man, Ugh. like everything's totally like completely chillaxing. Totally. Lucali Luke Lucas was... A scared five-year-old in a... Yeah, a scared five-year-old. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the doctor brother, he... He was just out to save the day. Right. Not Kira Knightley, the alien. She is just like, my leg hurts. And I want to breathe air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just a whole lot of randomness. So I'm going to tell you my favorite line from the movie that I pulled up. And this is back when they're in the high school and the aliens are invading the high school. Luke's friend peeks her head around the corner and she's like, hurry, the coast is clear. And then a tentacle immediately goes through her torso. That was great. See, that that's totally awesome. But like, why aren't there more tentacles, you know? Yeah. Th- yes. A hundred percent needed more tentacles. Is there some Cthulhu action happening here? It doesn't seem like it. But it could, like, it could have gone that way. Yeah. They could have done robot Cthulhu and that would have been dope. Yeah. Hmm? Do you have a better alternative title for this movie? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, like the point of it Mm -hmm. is to capitalize on a known quantity War of the Worlds. Of course. I guess you got to keep War of the Worlds. Sure. Maybe something, maybe rather than Annihilation, Mm -hmm. Total Invasion, uh, Global Invasion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, it's, it's redundant, right? You already know what War of the Worlds is. Right. I think you're... The story of one family. I mean, for real. One family's War of the Worlds. Ooh. That's a good title. Thank you. One Family's War of the Worlds. Thank you. Because it was seriously one family. I've got three that I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Okay. Colonizer! Explanation mark. Explanation point. Uh, (laughs) Willie's Not So Wonderland. And this one's a little bit lengthy, but stay with me. I'm right there. Thank you. It took me an hour into this movie to realize William Baldwin was 1990s Billy Baldwin from such movies as Backdraft, Sliver, and Fair Game with Cindy Crawford. That's my third title. I think that's a good title. Thank you. It puts William Baldwin, who mm-hmm. is like the big money name, like right. right out front. It explains who he is mm-hmm. and where you might know him from. Right. And that's I the think only that's reason. that's an important thing when you're like going through titles, trying to figure out what to watch. Yeah, and like you want to know who's in this movie. And if you see a big name like Willie Baldwin, you're going to be all about it. Right. If you know that William Baldwin is is Billy Baldwin. Baldwin. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Josh, it has been a pleasure. Tressa, it's been my honor. Oh, no. All mine. Do you have anything that you want to promote at all? Uh, Yeah, uh, I want to promote... Jello shots, <laughs> jack knives, and Google Maps. 
done. You can use them all at the same time. You totally can. They're great. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next week. Goodbye. Josh, say goodbye. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on the Asylum Case Studies. Special thanks to super special guest Josh Weinstein and a very handsome and talented Andy Slater, our mixer and engineer extraordinaire. Make sure to visit us at AsylumPod.com where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever so you'll never miss a case study. While you're at it, if you found any bit of enjoyment in the show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too unless you're going to be a dick and then no thank you so until next time i'm tressa slater and hurry the coast is clear